Hello listeners and fellow Game Pass fans. Get yourself set and ready for your favourite unofficial Game Pass podcast, Game Pass News. So I'll hand you over to Nick and Sean and get the show started. Welcome to Game Pass News Recorded live Tuesday, February 28th, 2023. I'm Nintendo One Half of the Awesome GPN crew, Mr. Sean Abbott, the Biscuit Lord from across the pond. He's still the Biscuit Lord, is the other half. And this week we chat about P3's interview, more retro announcements from Xbox, please, and what's coming to fill that Game Pass March gap. Let's find out. You better sit down, buckle up, because Game Pass News is one crazy ride. So I'm I'm half expecting Punch and Judy to come out and start beating each other up. It sounds very like English seaside. Um, I see. I don't know if you played this game. I am not. I I can't remember if we have talked about this. Um, no. Uh, it's uh it's it's on the Switch now. Uh, there was a monthly mayhem with it. Uh, that's how actually I got. Uh, for my first <laughs> dose of it was uh, was through all that. It can be a bit infuriating. It's definitely not Elden Ring then. Um... <laughs> no, that's simple. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, <sighs> it's a it's a uh, side scroller. Yeah, and it's a. Okay, this will tell no, me if you okay. know this game at all. I'm going to play, and this is from the beginning. I didn't cut here because this would be a dead giveaway if you knew it. All right. Ah, Cuphead. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And what's really, really weird is I actually, the, the soundtrack to the game I had on, like, uh, as a Spotify, Spotify playlist at one point, like the whole entire, because I, the, um, I, don't know, I fell in love with that. I fell in love with the soundtrack, but didn't enjoy the game too much. And yes, because it was very infuriating. It was very hard. Lots of button pressing. Lots of yeah. timed attacks. So. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I tried hard to compete in that. Um, I got mo- I think they were three stars or something like that, as I recall. Got a lot of the three stars, but man, there were just some where I was like, no, no. I did beat it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's been this. To to be honest, and and I'll say this, congratulations to. Whoever wins the dive after that, uh, I think that gets announced tonight. Whoever wins their monthly mayhem, because that game, I mean, the, the GoldenEye is great. We can like it's fantastic. The rendition of it on the uh, on Game Pass is fantastic, and we'll talk about what we might want to see from Phil's interview in future from that kind of genre of games. But yeah, man, that. Those times that people were getting like sub thirty seconds down to twenty four, and it was Dillian again. He's like mm-hmm. some kind of absolute whiz when it comes to running through games or trying to get good times. So, yeah, I'm, I was. I'm just glad to be in the draw. Yeah, I was bummed I didn't get a chance to actually um, to actually get a time in, but uh, it just wasn't just wasn't there. Um, so I had I had about three hours from the time we recorded when I said I would try to get one in. I had about three hours of gameplay, and they all got allocated to Hogwarts Legacy. So that was that was what happened. Um, but how you doing, man? How's life going? 
yeah, it's going pretty steady. Um, Lindsay's uh, this has become like a week the section for Lindsay's weekly rate. Hmm. Um, from when we last recorded, uh, and I said like Lindsay was still in a bit of pain and stuff like that. Literally the day after we recorded, um, she she had a particularly bad night with the pain. Woke up um, still in some pain, but then this must have been Friday. I went to bed because I was going to be I was going to be on nights, um, which was absolutely crazy. Like massive apologies to everyone for the late um, drop of the audio for the podcast. Um, I had loads of stuff going on, a big union meeting like, and things like that because I've been on strike for pay and stuff. Anyway, I got back from the union meeting, went to sleep, woke up. And Lindsay was sat in the kitchen, and she was like, look at this. And she stood up, bent over, touched her toes, stood back up. I was like, oh, my God, wow. So, like, she's at 75% of the pain's gone. That is awesome, man. That is great. So after after nearly two years of being in constant agony, she's down to, like, a reduction of about 75%. But there's still time yet. The nerve can in the spine can still decompress slightly. And so... um been great so we've been back in the gym together um which like we're enjoying but also at the same time completely like cannot move my arms or lift my head arms above my head properly without groaning and Lindsay's is exactly the same <laughs> so we've been doing that um and yeah that's it just just chilling out with the kiddos not had much time to game because i've been on nights all weekend and since we last uh last recorded so yeah pretty good mm. yourself yeah pretty uh pretty good um lots of changes in in like family life right now not a lot but just like one big one so my my grandmother had covid she did really good getting over that has the the shots as i had said but they did find out that she was kind of not remembering everything like she should be and she probably shouldn't live on her own so big changes for i mean not real not near as big for me as for uh my mom and aunt um so they're gonna be they're going to be, uh, my aunt is actually going to go to live with her now. And so, cause they didn't want her to have to move to a different, uh, house, move to my aunt's house. So, so big changes on that yeah. front. Um, to be honest, we've been blessed like as a family, like to just, I don't know, things have just been really well, gone really well for us. No real like deaths in the family or anything like that. So, I mean, I can't, you know, she's 89. We've had a, we've had a, a great time with her and it's not like she's, she's passing away, but but it is, it is kind of like one of those things where you're like, oh, you know, it's obviously progressing that way. And so, so it's, that's a little, that's, that's a little hard to like wrap my head around, but, but all in all, um, and it's going good. It, it, it's, it's the worst thing to, to witness as well. Um, watching somebody that you love so dearly kind of disappear and fade, but still mm-hmm. physically be there. It's, it's harrowing to watch. Um, yep. but yeah. I mean, if you need, if you, Ever need and this is well, we will obviously do all this where we're not recording. But if you ever need someone to talk to about that, um, Lindsay's really good. She's like she's really clued up on dementia care and stuff. She did, used to do that as a previous role. She's oh, like, yeah. highly qualified in it. So if you need any help and guidance, stuff like that, and honestly, yeah, feel free to to ask and like chat with Lindsay and stuff like that. She'd be happy to help. And one of the things she would say is that, that you're doing the right thing with not taking her out of her own home because that mm-hmm. will just make it so much worse, so much faster. So. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's just it. We, you know, lot, it's a tough time, but also there's just a lot of blessings that uh, that that my aunt can do that, and that she's she's in the place where she uh, financially can just kind of like 
go over there and, and hang over and hang out and uh, do that. But that's, that's tough on, you know, that's a big, that's a big, uh, life change for her and for my mom, because she's going to be taking on more, more responsibilities in that whole, in that whole aspect as well, too, to give my aunt time. So, so yeah, there's just an, I will be more involved as well, too, to give them both some extra time to, to do their own things. So, yeah. I do, I do like, I know, I saw you, I, it took me a second, I was like, what is, what is Hambone talking about? But yeah, I like it, the Biscuit Lord lunges, that's, that's good, I like that. Yeah, that's what we've been doing in the gym, Biscuit Lord, get, get the old Biscuit arm going. I'm, you know, I'm really bad, can I say I'm really bad about doing, like, leg workouts, like, like, I, um, I do, like, push-ups and, like, and the bicep stuff, I do that, like, two or three times a week, I run, but running is not the same as doing like squats and stuff and, and stuff like that. And I really hate that shit. Like I'm happy oh. to, yeah, leg day sucks. Okay. Nia, Tim just put in here leg day. Yeah. Leg day sucks. Like I would rather run on a treadmill and watch my show than like do squats or anything like that. Or let me do push-ups or pull-ups or lift some weights. All that's great. But man, leg day sucks. I don't know. I skip it too yeah, it's, often. It's a- <laughs> tomorrow's meant to be leg day but tomorrow we're going to the kitty cafe so like i get to write leg day off and go and eat stuff in a cafe <laughs> surrounded by cats so <laughs> but no i i, I don't like the day and it's because you can't walk afterwards i mean have you ever yeah. tried to walk down the stairs and, and when you live in a house with three stories and like you're upstairs and you think oh, fuck i need to go downstairs and get this thing and it's not like it's just one set of stairs it's two <laughs> set of stairs every time you want to go and take a sit down as well it's like it's just not right it's just not good (laughs) yeah i don't know you know i really envious of my daughter who like she that's just like how she sits sometimes i'll watch her like on the couch and she won't be sitting on her butt she'll have her legs like under her in some weird like like continual squatty position and she does not care and she like does these little frog hops (laughs) down the hallway which is the weirdest thing to me but that's just like sometimes she's like Hell with it. I don't want to walk right now. I'm going to hop like a frog. Whatever, Ariel. You do you, okay? But, I mean, man, I could not imagine, like, like transporting myself that far that way. But, you know, I mean, I swear uh, to be a kid again. Yeah. Anyways. Definitely. So there you go. That's uh that that's a that's a whole lot of us peeps. Um um so do we have uh do we have any events? No, we don't. They just went away. There's no events to talk about. <laughs> Sean just literally blew them out of the dock. <laughs> I don't want to mention everything because today is the last day for the achievement hunters. So I don't want to be going and saying like, oh, this is what this person's got, this is what this person's got. I kind of want to leave that and I will cover all the scars in the next week's podcast where we will announce the winner for That's February. Freaking February. February's just gone in a blink. It's, yeah. It's like, gosh, geez. Anyways, so no events right now. I can't gloat about uh, about Wulong Dynasty doing really good because I was hoping that there would be some scores in so I could say I was doing even better. But no, no damn scores have come in for that yet. Yeah. So uh, we'll have to wait you, until that, next That game's week. got too much of a big following to not score well. So I know... I, I know I've got to wait and bide my time. Uh, we'll like see. Resident I don't know. Far and stuff, so. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, Res- so. I've seen the footage for the remake for Resident Evil 4, and I cannot wait to play yeah. that game. Yeah. So. I was listening to GameScoop, and they were all talking. They were like, oh, this game looks amazing. And I'm like, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> yep. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I won't be able to play because I think it's, only, it's not coming to 
Xbox straight away, is it? It's, it's going to, you know, uh, that, that other console that we don't like to talk about much. Uh, oh, really? It's not? I, I thought it was... I thought they got exclusivity over it because, you know... No, I got... Well, I don't know. Sony this is does. Xbox One. Is this the new one? Is this... Or is this an older one? Is it three? Gosh, it's I don't know. Remake, so it's... Yeah, it's uh, a remake. Mm-hmm. I got... That's the... Maybe this isn't the right... Has it been remade once already? That seems too cheap. No. That's way too cheap. It can't be that cheap. I don't know. Nobody will ever know if it's available on Xbox. If only there was an so, Xbox yeah, Resident podcast. Evil, Resident Evil 4 Remake is not coming to the Xbox. Oh. Is not? So, wait! No. Oh, wait! It's not coming at all? Well... I don't know for how long, but yeah. <laughs> All right, so, I will so give you in... a pass, Sean. I will give you a pass because we were supposed to pick games that came to Xbox. Uh, I right. thought it was. I thought it was coming. <laughs> I love the voice change, but I thought it was coming. <laughs> okay, whatever. Ah, uh, okay. So, so no, it's not coming to Xbox One consoles, but it will come to oh. to Xbox. Dang it. Thought maybe I might be able to get it. Ah, March 24th, 2023. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, oh, we'll be able to play it. I, I can't remember. I can't remember. I thought I honestly thought that wasn't coming to the Xbox consoles. I thought I'd messed up there, but no, I'm happy about that now. I'm not going to lie. I was still going to try to find that's it. Coming, that's coming out in March. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. You're probably going to make up half your points off of that, damn it. Anyways, whatever. Uh, let's move on to top stories. I love how quickly that went from I'm going to be able to gloat to... That's right. F this. I don't want to talk about it. That's right. I don't want to talk about it anymore, <laughs> damn it. Probably going to get 30 points. <laughs> All right. Um, let's start with uh, Xbox might have more GoldenEye type announcements before June showcase. Uh, this comes from Philly, Philly P3's interview. He did an interview on uh, with Xbox on, um, and yeah, a twenty minute interview that you can go and watch over on YouTube, which that's right. I didn't realize was there until I started looking into these um, these little stories. So it's something I'll probably watch tomorrow at some point. Yeah, so he uh, he says uh, so. A lot of focus, a lot of our focus right now is on the showcase in June. But there's more some news that's coming out. I mean, things that you know we did Goldeneye. I'm thinking like you know, I love I love I love this is like verbatim Goldeneye type announcements. So there will be things available, games available in different services. Obviously, the Game Pass portfolio continues to grow, but most of our focus as a team is really on getting ready for the showcase. So. <clears throat> Um, so, so they're going to dip back into the, possibly, I mean, I mean, what, what, uh, what P3 is alluding to here, they're going to dip back into the retroness. Um, I don't know. What do yeah, we, what do we think we're when, getting here? When, when we say retroness, um, Tim makes a really good point in the chat. Is this going to be like rare dipping into the rare retroness or is this going to be like wide spectrum retro? Yeah, that that's I mean that's a that's a fair question. Um, yeah, Tim Tim brings up Perfect Dark, um, yeah. which would be which would be cool to 
cool to see. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind getting one, uh, getting that on, on console. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I'm just very quickly looking now. Yeah. So GoldenEye was made by Rare. So that answers that pretty much. I, I can quite happily sit there and say, yeah, we're probably going to see more Rare, like, development games coming in the showcase because GoldenEye was so well received. It makes absolutely every ounce of sense to go and do Perfect Dark. Um, Actually, Horror, I was just trying to look that up because I was thinking that we already had all of the Perfect Darks. Yeah, but we, we, we have them in their infancy. Do we, like, original graphics, etc. We, could we see remakes and remasters? Oh, okay. Um, Our yeah. games are newer versions of the games. Uh, well, I mean, they're working on a new one, right? We know that much. I yeah. mean, what would we so, be getting from Rare right now that we don't currently have? Actually, we don't... What's, Perfect Dark on the 360. Is that the first one? Is this the... Yeah, Battletoads. Okay, if we get Battletoads. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know what, what they would be bringing out. Okay, so then we don't have the original Perfect Dark. If that's the case. This Perfect... Um, yeah, this was released on 2010, so this is definitely not the original. I thought maybe it was like a remake type of it, but um, so maybe we get maybe we get the original Perfect Dark. Is that something people want? I don't know. You tell me. Do you want that? Um, like Goldeneye, I was interested I in. I don't know that I care about this as much. Tim wants it. Uh, there you go. I don't know. Do it for Tim, Philly. Yeah, I'm trying. to find a website where I can it kind of tells me all the different rare games. But let's let's do the N64 version of Perfect Dark and then Xbox will do it right and then Nintendo can try to like jank it onto their uh, N64 controller and F it up for everybody who doesn't have it, which is most people. Um so there you go. Uh I <laughs> uh, imagine imagine if they they could get hold of Diddy Kong Racing for the for Game Pass. Wait, 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 wait. What? I mean, that's some that's some crazy shit right there. I, that's all I gotta say. Uh, I, that well, would... if, let's, let's 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 just think. We've got and it, so let's take a look at NSO. NSO is doing all the N sixty four stuff now. It uh-huh. makes perfect sense if they're going to be bringing back more rare games into the N sixty four emulator. Let's call it for the for NSO that because you know Xbox like you know, have that relationship with Rare that they start bringing other games like that to to the yeah uh, yeah the licensing the on that hurts my brain but I'm sure they could figure it out so Rare made it but it's Nintendo's IP I mean yeah it's all okay. Nintendo's so, well but, but I don't but know how that this, works this, this thing goes into the like they just signed a 10 year deal allowing Xbox games onto the Switch does that will that flow both ways? Like, why couldn't that flow both ways? No, no. Nintendo ain't giving Nintendo ain't giving Xbox. <laughs> Trust me, no, that's not happening. 
There's no way that's happening. <laughs> I mean, I, I highly doubt it. Now, maybe if it was a tit-for-tat, like if Diddy Kong is somehow locked up with Rare, but I don't think it is, but I also, I'm not, I have no idea. I'm not a licensing lawyer, obviously, um, or else I, pff, I wouldn't be here. Um, <clears throat> if it is, then maybe they do. Maybe that's their agreement. Like, hey, uh, you you need to sign off on your part, You and they both need to sign off on their part, so they just put it on both of their systems, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. I, there's a, if you wanted to go f away from the Rare games, just just in total, you, there's so many different like, retro-esque games that you know, come from the original Xbox that people will be really hyped to see. But that was back in the day where you, you bought an Xbox to play an Xbox game, you bought a PlayStation to play a PlayStation game. So you had the exclusivity was a bit more robust back then that only certain consoles did have certain games and we didn't have this cross-platform play. So... Everything that we'd want to see retro from the original Xbox era, we've probably already seen on Game Pass. So they're going to, going to have to go kind of out of the box for me to um, to get some hype behind this, to get people like interested. You know, you want to be not poaching, but you kind of want people that have a Switch or a Nintendo fan want to play the games that you bring into Game Pass. So if they've got back some kind of announcement that's going to be in a showcase in June, they're going to want to kind of, that was a lot of words there. They're going to want to draw people in. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Tim and Tim, Tim, you, you're going to get, well, I don't know if you, I don't want to say 100%, but likely going to play Halo games if, uh, if this, if this agreement goes through. Um, I know Brad Smith did, uh, Tim said he'd like to see Halo games on the Switch. Um, and uh, you, you likely will if this 10 year agreement goes through. Brad Smith did clarify that he was specifically talking about Call of Duty but then also they did say other other Xbox games aren't off the table either. So Yeah, I, and I've also read that to. like somebody somebody was saying that the X, uh, Call of Duty is gonna play as you'd expect it to play on a Switch. Which I I didn't know how I didn't know how to take that. Is it gonna play like oh I expect Call of Duty to play really well on a console? Or is it this is the Switch? It hasn't got as much processing power as a PlayStation or an Xbox or a PC. So I'm expecting Call of Duty to play like absolute turd compared to those on a Switch. I like how, that is a great way to decipher that. It's going to play like you think it's going to play. Like you expect it to play. <laughs> no, that's how I said. Like you expect, which is a great way to decipher those words. Like, well, I expected on the Switch to play like shit. So, okay. Yep. It managed to meet that bar. Congratulations. <laughs> well, Shoot for the moon, land in, land <laughs> yeah. in the stars. I mean, that's really funny. I never thought about it that way, but that's that is a that is a complete way to just, decipher that. It was so it was such a vague statement to make. If you want to go along those lines of Halo games being on the Switch, is that I, yeah, it's going to be great. Some older Halo games played on the Switch, but will Halo Infinite and the you know the the, the, the multiplayer version? Would that play well on the Switch? Probably not. Not as fast paced as it would be on the Xbox console. It's like if you try and play Fortnite. If you try and play Fortnite, you know you're going to get your ass handed to you with, against somebody that's playing on a PC or an Xbox. So, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they what what these announcements that 
Philly is alluding to here. Um, but at the moment, I just, I don't, I don't have a good, uh, and you, you also asked the question in the doc, is this part of their 10 year deal with Nintendo? And I guess that's kind of what you're saying is, well, maybe it is part of their 10 year deal and they're going to take things like Diddy Kong racing. Also, um, the rare replay is something that switch owners have wanted for a really long time. So, you know, maybe, maybe they give rare replay crazy things. I mean, anything's possible with right now with Microsoft, they are, they are yeah, willing I mean, could to you could, do whatever. Could, could you imagine if they brought Viva Pinata to the switch? They just need to make a new Viva Pinata. Okay. I freaking love that. Game. <laughs> I freaking loved that game. They need to make a new one. And, I would lose my mind. Um, now, it's been a long time since I've played it, so maybe it's not any good. Maybe it's not near as good as I remember it in my little head from like 15 years ago. Oh, no, I, I've like that, but. I've played it in the last two two years I've played it, and it was as good as I remember. It was as much fun as I remember, and I, you know, I enjoyed every second of playing it again. I just wish I had more time to play it. It's one of those games where you could get lost in it for a very long time. So, and it had definitely could do with some um, ease of life updates. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I would love a new opinion. Um, and man, that is a Switch game that would just like that would if they did it if they did it right and they did it well. That's a Switch game that would just be killer. I mean, the ah oh, the sales would be like through the roof. Um, I mean, it could do good on Xbox too, but it's just like made for the Switch for sure. Um, yeah, so, uh, anything else on this before we, before we move along? No, apart from I'm excited. I'm always excited when we've got like teasers from Phil because he, he knows he's got lots of his up his sleeve. So he, he knows what he's doing to, to try and get us all hooked. Yeah. Yeah. He knows, he knows how to rustle up the crowd. There's no doubt about that. And to drop just the right amount of information and tidbits to get to keep people like glued to the screen to see what's next. Um, next, uh, we have a showcase coming about on March. Is it third? I think sixth. I thought it was the sixth. Sure, that sounds right. We'll go with what Sean says because he's normally right. <laughs> uh, March sixth. That's right. Twelve p.m. Eastern. Yep. Uh, it is not a specific Xbox showcase. It's presented by Xbox, but it's from Paradox Inner interactive the publisher paradox interactive making game who made games like uh, city skyline shadow run crusaders king crusader kings 3 uh stuff like that uh they say they have three new games and four expansions on gameplays to reveal and updates and other updates can be expected so big news paradox teases big news what do you think yeah, I'm kind of, uh, I don't know, because looking at the back catalogue of games, um, there isn't many of these that I've played or have been interested in playing. That said, it doesn't stop a developer like Paradox Interactive from from creating something, excuse me, from creating something completely new and exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got every possibility of doing that. I'm definitely thinking the 
expansions that they're talking about are going to be for games like City Skylines, mm-hmm. Crusader Kings, mm-hmm. um, and bits and pieces like that, and potentially Prison Architect because Prison Architect had quite a lot of expansions already. So you can see more of that coming. But as to what they're actually working on at the moment, that seems like a very well guarded secret. So. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm always excited when when um, a successful publisher is announcing new things. Um, I, I've talked about City Skylines, it's a great game, um, but I just don't have the time to put into it. So be interesting to see if they're doing something along that line. Crusader Kings is a, I believe, a real-time strategy um, uh, game. So you know, there's there's all different kinds of things that could be being done here, and uh, I'm interested to see what it is. The Shadowrun trilogy. There's probably no way if they have a game like that that they're going to suck me into it um, or make me interested in it, but. Uh, and if it's being presented by Xbox, you know, maybe we got some Game Pass games here. Like you said, to fill this March hole that we that we currently that we currently have. So Yeah, because we've got well like we're missing a big section between like is it the fourth of March or something like that? Or the fourteenth mm-hmm. to the twenty eighth. So no, we've got Wulong Wulong Fallen Dynasty, then Valheim on the fourteenth, and then you know, the next game after that. If you want to talk full games, is um, is ML is Major League Baseball? Is that MLB? Yeah, Major League Baseball. Yeah, yeah. Um, back end of March, so we've got a pretty good like cap of nearly two weeks. More than that, off two weeks. Yeah, I mean, I mean, from there's... Valheim, from Valheim to MLB, that is going oh, okay, on two yeah. weeks. Yeah, so. yeah. So there's a gap between like Wulong and Valheim, and then there's another two week gap between. Valheim and MLB the show. Yes, there is this uh, PGA Tour trial uh, is coming out, but it's just it's an EA Sports trial is all it is. So I mean I don't know. Count it for what you will. Um, so so that yeah. it would be interesting to see what we get because between Wolfgang, Fallen Dynasty, and Valhelm is mm-hmm. when we're going to see the showcase from Paradox Interactive. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting if there's going to be like a day one release in that gap of a week of like a 10 day gap and then, you know, expansions and stuff coming afterwards. Mm -hmm. So now somewhere in here, will be Ghostwire Tokyo somewhere, somewhere in this March thing. And way to the woods as well, because that's scheduled for March 23. But I think as we were trying to look, look into the gap, for us to talk about it, you notice that it hadn't even been rated yet, so it yeah. hasn't got its Peggy rating. So yeah, I, I, I don't have. I mean, we'll see. But if I had a bet, I'd say it get, it's getting pushed. Um. So yeah. Uh. But Ghostwire Tokyo's year long exclusivity is up. Uh, I don't remember entirely when, but it, it's right around here, right around this time frame. So, so Xbox will be receiving it, and it will be dumped onto Game Pass. Uh. So sometime in March, I would imagine, or if not March, early. Uh, so we'll see. Initial release was March twenty fifth. So oh yeah, so barely, like, so and that's one of those things where we're they're not allowed. Like if it's anything like um, what's the roguelike shooter that just dropped in September? Deathloop? Anyway, yes, thank you. Doomed was the only thing that was in my brain. I was like, that is not right. 
Um, if it's anything like Deathloop, that that exclusivity really doesn't allow you to even talk about it. It seems like until after you've like yeah. clipped over that year, that year mark. So, um, yeah, I'm assuming that's to stop people from being like, oh, I was going to get this game. Oh, hang on a second. I'm no longer going to get this game because yeah. I'm going to potentially get it for free. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it makes sense. It does. Um, so, yeah. So, Paradox, March 6th, has uh, has a showcase being presented by Xbox, uh, for whatever that means. Uh, anything else on this one? No, other than it'd be interesting to see if they sneak any of the, like, adverts in for different games or shadow drop something quietly. Mm-hmm. I agree. Anything could happen. Uh, anything could, and I appreciate your enthusiasm, but I highly <laughs> doubt it. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic for a pessimist. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. I'm going to go through this news bulletin real quick. Uh, Xbox boss Phil Spencer achieves his first 100% completion of 2023, and I really thought maybe it was like Hogwarts Legacy or something like that, but no, it's Vampire Survivors vampire survivor he he went we we talked about this a couple of um of episodes ago he really enjoyed this game mm-hmm. this and tinykin he was like and call of Lamb, he was like fully behind so you know and he shared like a, a screenshot of like everything that he'd done to the point where he like he'd 100 percent the entire game so i didn't catch that could you try Every episode. I know. I know. Can can we just bring can we just bring it on as like a, a third member of the podcast? That would be great. That'd be fantastic. But I, I don't understand. I don't understand why it, I, I didn't even say. Uh, <laughs> can we? Can we? Can we like load it in with that? Uh, I don't know that Chat GPT thing. I don't know. I don't know a lot about it. That AI thing, and then and then he can just have his own. We could have. We could be the. I don't know. Probably not the first. No, definitely not the first. <laughs> but no, the first I'm sure it's AI not the podcast. first. Whenever I think of something, I'm like, I'm going to be the first. And then it, and then it like smacks me in the face. I'm like, no, Nick, no, no. That nice try. I'm sure it's been done like 20 times already. Um, but anyways, we could we could have a third. We could have like a third co-host and it could be an AI. It'd be fantastic. So, um, yeah, the, yeah. The, the last time he 100 percent of the game going back through his history was 2018. And that was the Gardens Between, which was part of Xbox Game Pass. So it's been a while since he's done it. So I just thought it was interesting to know. Well done, Phil. Glad you enjoyed playing the games that you've brought to us. Do you think he's contractually obligated to talk about Game Pass games? Like, it hit me. I was like, I thought it'd be Hogwarts, and I thought, oh, that's not a Game Pass game. Like, are they like, no, no, no. You only talk about Game Pass games, Phil. That's all you can talk about. I mean, sometimes he does Um... shout out, like, other consoles. But very rarely does he call out a game that's not a Game Pass game that's also on Xbox. It it might not be contractually, but let's just put this way. Um, Out of the few games that I play that aren't on Game Pass, one being Hogwarts Legacy, the other being Sonic Frontiers at the moment, and the third being Call of Duty, but I'm completely addicted to that game, so we'll talk about it. Um, I don't play Sonic Frontiers as much as I should, and I don't play Hogwarts Legacy as much as I should because I'm playing games that are on Game Pass because the, the, the ease of use of that is unreal. I have to put a disc in to play Sonic Frontiers, and I have to put a disc in to play Hogwarts Legacy. Huh. Literally, just pick up the controller and I go. Boop! It's because you've got an S. <laughs> um, <laughs> and just like boop, there we go, and play a game. So I don't know. There's, there's, there's. Congr- 
contractually obligated. Oh my word! Um, and then just you know, he's excited. He plays, you know, he can play those games on the move. So as he played Vampire Survivors via the cloud as he's out and about. We should have called this the Phil episode. Is what we should have called this. <laughs> We're gonna fill your ear with Phil. I don't know, uh, um, uh, because once more, Phil Spencer says. Acquisition Watch, Xbox won't play the game of adding exclusive content to Call of Duty, meaning they won't make exclusive content on Xbox that's not available also on other on other consoles like Nintendo, who will have the full version of Call of Duty, apparently, somehow by a miracle. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think I think that's great. I, you know, believe it when I see it. And I'm I say that I say that kind of just because. But I'm I'm pretty sure they're. They're pretty cognizant that they gotta they gotta do what they say because of the you know because of all the government acquisitiony stuff. So yeah, and it seems that every week now something keeps getting said. Like so, the week before we had the massive news that you know they signed a deal with Nintendo and Nvidia for their streaming service, and then this week Phil's turning around and saying, you know, we're not gonna strap loads of like cool skins and weapon unlocks and stuff like that to you know to the battle pass and stuff that's only available for people that they have got an xbox so mm-hmm. it just seems furthermore that that it ties into this mudslinging contest but hey we're an xbox podcast and we started the section called acquisition watch so we feel obligated and contractually obligated to talk about it every time it's there's something to be said that's right that's right um and you know what i uh i i for the most part until until it gets like really repetitive or mudslingy for the most part I, I i kind of enjoy watching the the business side of it go down and seeing how it all how it all plays out all right um so now i'm gonna go all the way back up to the top of our little fun doc here i'm gonna call this the therapy session sean that's what i'm gonna call this the therapy session of top stories sean i i listen to a handful of podcasts one of them is game scoop and uh, the D- Damon Hatfield, who, you know, a, a little known podcast, um, said he was playing <laughs> Octopath Traveler and and uh, he was just skipping through all the dialogue because he loved the game mechanics. And 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 I thought, I don't know. I don't know if it's possible for me, like mentally to do that, to just like skip through all the dialogue of a game, especially of a game like, uh, I've not played Octopath, but at least the first one had a decent bit of dialogue from what I've heard. And just, and I know I've griped about like games that have a ton of dialogue, right? I've been like, oh my gosh, there's so much, you know, I, 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 that's why I love Hogwarts because I don't have to read shit. I just have to listen to these fun little cutscenes, and they're fantastic and I love them. Um, and that's kind of where I want to be. But I thought to just skip through it, like I don't know that I have the ability to do it. I don't know, man. Could 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 you do it? Do you do it? I don't know. <laughs> Did you know that if you hammer the Y button in Hogwarts Legacy, it skips all the dialogue? You skip dialogue in Hogwarts Legacy? <laughs> do you really? That blows yeah. my freaking mind. Yeah, to, to to the point where sometimes where you get have to make a um, a decision on how the dialogue goes. I I'm like, I have no idea what I'm talking about. But which one sounds the nicest? <laughs> So See, yeah, I I can completely go with that. I, Hogwarts is a fantastic game. I enjoy playing it. I just don't enjoy the the dialogue sections. I, huh. it, they they kind of they, especially in a game that's fast paced. Like 
you can't stick dialogue sections in a fast-paced game. It's impossible. So, like, when I'm playing Doom and you're talking to Samuel, the uh, AI guy, like, if the game slows down and I've just done, like, a huge, like, brawling battle with a load of different demons, the game slows down because they're going to do this cutscene with this dialogue. I'm cutting the cutscene because I don't want that. You, the, the game is fast-paced. I just let me play it. It, it. You know, it's fantastic to play. I can understand why Octopath Traveler... He's wanting to do that because there is a lot of it. There's a lot of dialogue. And if you weren't really in it for the story, you're just in it for the game mechanics, I can really understand that because, yeah. I hate the fact that when I loaded Call of Duty up the other day because it started a new season, they forced me to sit through the video because you have to watch that cutscene for the first time. After you've watched it for one time, you can skip it. as many, like If it happens to come up again, you can skip it. Hmm. So, yeah. I'm all for the skip the dialogue. All right. There you go. And hear my heart. Like, if that's your thing, that's great. That's fantastic. I have no issue with it. I just don't know. I don't know if I can do that. I So here's here's me. I'm the guy who's like, okay, you talk to this guy in Hogwarts Legacy, and you know that the top answer is the one, or the top, the top selection is the one that moves you forward. But I'm like there's like three other things that I could ask this guy and I'm going to get more info. Like, so I'm going to go through those three things and find out the stuff. Like, and before I like, before I move the dialogue forward, I just, man. And to be honest, there are games that I may actually like to play. If I could like shut that off in my brain, like if I could just be like, yep, we are not going to know any, but right. I am the guy who plays like the far changing tides and whatever the first one was, especially the first one. And is like, ah, there's no story. I don't know what's going on. I hate it. Blah, blah, blah. So, uh, so I guess it all kind of like the pieces all fit together, but I just could not like, just, I just could not mash the dialogue button and just pass it by. In fact, I yell at my son when I'm like, Hey, you didn't even read that. You have no idea. Like when we were playing Mario Rabbids and he's just like, boop, boop, boop. And I'm like, no, no. Um, see if there's if it's imperative if it's imperative to the story like the main story then I will listen to it because it usually describes they're doing more things now in games where they're dropping descriptive hints as to what you're supposed to be doing next to to further yourself in the game but you don't know you don't know if it's main if it's main story yeah if it's like a side quest of collect these 10 things and then bring them back to me. I'm like, skip, 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 skip. just give me the reward for bringing these 10 things back to you. And then I, I'm moving on to the next task. Hurts my heart. So. Hurts my heart. Um, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know why I don't have the, like in my brain, I can't do it. Like I just, I have to like listen to it or read it. I think this is why I don't like narrative games as much. Like as dusk falls, I have no idea why I enjoy playing that game as much as I did, but I played the living crap out of it because I, for whatever reason, I enjoyed it, but there was a lot of dialogue. But the dialogue was short, it was important, and you were making very quick decisions based on that dialogue. Yeah, that and that was, okay all, that was all voiced over. So see, I yeah. only bitch when I have to read it all. 
And it's funny because like, and that's what, that's what he's saying. Like, listen, you don't have to, like, I don't have, I'm not reading it all. I'm just skipping it so I can get to the the part that I enjoy, which is the smart thing to do, by the way. I'm not like, I'm not crapping on the people who do it. That's the thing you should do. If you enjoy the game mechanic and you don't care about the dang story, then skip it. But my brain does not allow this to happen. My brain's like, nope, nope. You need, you cannot just skip past this dialogue. So, so this is episode 93. And I'm glad we call it Skip the Dialogue because when um, when it comes to Christmas time and you've played like 20 hours of Starfield and you're like, God, I'm just skipping for the dialogue. <laughs> and it's like, I can be like, <laughs> back in like March time, you was like, maybe not. <laughs> no, what I'm going to be like is people. And by the way, part of this does come from um, also like I, I'm listening to other podcasts and they're like, yeah, I beat Hogwarts Legacy. And I'm like, this is me with two birds in the air, man. Like, I'm not even close. And I love that game. And I'm putting, like, most of the time that I have into that game. But, like, oh, I'm not even close. Not even anywhere close to beating that game. Um, and it, to be fair, it has that Breath of the Wild feel to it where you just kind of, like, you fly around and you can have a great time and absolutely do nothing all at the same time, even though you're having a blast, like, just exploring. Um, but anyways. Oh, hell, I don't remember where I was going with that. But... But yeah, I just, uh, I, I don't know. I don't have the ability to do that. And, oh, I know where it's going. In Starfield, the problem is going to be, because I'm going to listen to all the dialogue, y'all are going to be on like your whoa, whoa, whoa. 750th you're, you're, you're planet. You're hoping you're going to listen to all the dialogue. <laughs> this is the thing. We don't know if it's voiced. They've boasted like thousands it's of hours no of dialogue. Way. We don't know if it's. Oh my God. If it's not be... voiced, I will be like, I. I don't even know what I don't even know what to say if it's not voiced. It's a but lot. There's a lot of reading. That would be way. That would be a lot of reading. I don't. I don't know. Anyways, also, what do you think of the way? I know we're like all over the place, but this still, this still, it, Mario Rabbids is the first time I've seen this. Like where all, some of the characters are voiced over, and others do like the first two words of the dialogue. I've never, I've never seen that. They're like, oh yeah. And then they just like say the first two words and then you have to read the rest. I think it's very interesting. I've never yeah, seen that, it before. That was enough to stop it from being slated that none of it was voiced over. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to pay for everybody to read everything. Yeah, I feel like maybe they did that for the kids. I'm not sure. Maybe they did it for people like me. Either way, it works. Um, but like... <laughs> Genie and Beepo talking gives you enough of the story that if you if you don't know how to read or you don't know how to read well, then you can you can still keep up, right? So I, I kind of wondered if that's yeah. why they chose to voice over those two, but but uh, but it's an interesting it's an interesting way to go to to voice over like half of it basically. So, anyways. yes, I know like Tears of the Kingdom when that comes out because I'm I'm a big Zelda fan. Uh-huh. I will for the first playthrough, sit through all the dialogue quite happily. I will read whatever I need to read because, you know, we all know Link doesn't talk. He just nods. Um, but, like, for, for, like, all the stuff that was said, all the cutscenes, I will listen to, I will read, I will put the controller down, and I, I will watch it religiously for the first playthrough because once I've seen it once, I don't need to see it again. Um, well, that's because I've got a massive love for the game. and If this is a game that like I said, the story's not holding my interest too much, but I'm really enjoying the game mechanics, and I just want to play it, you know, play the game or learn more about, like, actually playing the game. 
then I'll skip. Hmm. It all is it all like I said, it all depends on the game, the type of game style, um, how much I'm enjoying this and how much like nostalgia and love I have for the game. So. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's definitely fair. I think it's I think it's very interesting and nobody's idea is wrong except for maybe mine because I just need to get over it and skip the shit that that annoys me. Well, um, no, because you see the thing is that you you enjoy those arguments. like I, what I learned while we were doing the podcast for Animal Crossing that like you enjoyed the reading aspect, you enjoyed the story aspect and the narration side of things. You in, you you enjoyed all that. So if that's how you play the game, that's where you play the game. Like some people read the newspaper, some people read magazines. You are quite happy reading through dialogue in a game, so mm-hmm. it's your thing. Where for me, it's like, and we'll get on this when I'm talking about what we're playing. It's, it's sometimes I just don't have the time. If I'm going to sit and play, it might only be for half an hour. So I don't want to sit and in that half an hour, it have been twenty minutes of reading dialogue or listening to somebody talk. It's like I'm, I'm here to play the game, so let me play it. I was going to say I did a J Pippin potion side quest today that I'm pretty sure I watched or listen to like 15 minutes of dialogue between between Jay Pippin and this other witch in uh, in a small town across the across the map. Uh, I'm, fa- I'm fairly certain there's like 15 minutes of dialogue between the two. Of them. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's crazy. It's an interesting topic. It's interesting to see how we play. Um, you are right. None of it's really wrong. It doesn't really matter. However, however, it does what. But there are times that I wish that in my head, like you're right, like if I'm loving it, but there are times where I'm not loving it. That I just, but in my head, I can't bring myself to just like hit mash the A button and, and pass the dialogue, even if I'm not loving it. So it's very interesting. Um, that's the therapy session for Nick. Uh, thanks for coming. Uh, it was great fun. <laughs> Let's move on to our uh, Game Pass headlines coming out. What has come out since the last time we streamed, sir? So since the last time we streamed, um, Merge and Blade which both of these games were like February 28th. So today as we're recording, but for anybody that's listening, this was, these came out on Tuesday. Uh, so Merging Blade and Soul Hackers 2, which we covered in the last mm-hmm. episode. Um, Merging Blades, an addictive puzzle, a master art or battler, uh, all in one game. And Soul Hackers 2 is a supernatural RPG um, with like some Diablo cyberpunk crossover he links to it so but with a massive amount of anime so yeah yeah that's for sure um i was seeing if merge and blade was on the cloud I, um, just, I think it is is it okay i want to uh i i really would like to just like i don't know why this game kind of has my interest just a just a bit just just a bit um this auto battler puzzler <laughs> game if it is i'm i'm i think we uh, well both of those both of those games are on the cloud I'm, I'm looking at them now on the xbox okay are they cool i was just i was just going there to see if i could find if it yeah. merge, merge, yeah, merge, i think we both said because it was a it boasted that this was like a, the first of its kind mm-hmm. so but it, it's very top-down um pixel-esque style art to it it has it has local multiplayer two v two. Yeah, very interesting. Huh. Okay. Um. Yeah, I might try to give that. I might break out my my backbone. If I can ever <laughs> find it, break it out like. 
uh, Mortal Kombat move. Um, if I can remember where I put it and uh, play that while the wifey's on the on the TV. So. So yeah, and then coming next week, um, F1 2022. Which the more I think about it, and the more I've watched Drive to Survive about halfway through that series for season five before the uh, racing season starts this weekend. Um, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, you know, what? I could play that quite happily. I think somebody asked the question. You actually asked the mm-hmm. question that, mm-hmm. that I, I'd be interested. So yeah, um, you know, March second, two days. I can set that to download and I'll play it. So it's like, um, and then the other games coming out on Friday is Wulong Dynasty. Um, it's an action RPG. It's got a massive following. Um, it was shown in the summer, summer showcase last year. Uh, with some heavy dialogue, which, you know, we complained about when we go to a developer and a publisher and they give us loads of heavy dialogue. But mm-hmm. this was done, like, they, they went around the whole um, character customization and they showed how the battling worked and things like that. So there's a big following and a big hype for this. I'm expecting it to do really, really well in the fantasy critics, so I'm expecting to uh, have my rear end handed to me even more by, uh, Hopefully. by the Cookie Master. Hopefully. it's the plan. You gotta you got three games coming out and they all look pretty good so i gotta i gotta i gotta try to bank as many points as i can so i can keep my lead so we'll see yep. uh, uh we haven't had any more new games announced since last i don't i don't I think, think so of. maybe the pga trial is new the ea pga tour trial that might be newly newly announced from the last time we streamed i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure um, but, uh, either way, nothing, nothing of real note though. That's for sure. No. And all the games that have left as of today, the recording 28th, um, you've, you've lost now Madden NFL 21, Crown Trick, Dragon Balls, Fighter Z, Fire Changing Chides, Alien Isolation, uh, Final Fantasy 13, Lightning Returns, and Octopath Traveler. It's all gone. All gone now, people. Yeah, real, real sad, real, real bummer. There's more games leaving right now, and I always, I know I always point this out when it happens, and it's not very often, but at the moment, there's more games leaving than there are coming in March. So yeah, especially rumored for um, games that are rumored to be leaving in March as well as a whole host of games. Well, they're not rumored. What this is, is a list of games that have been on for a period of time that could likely be in the next slate of games to leave. So so it's not like there's a rumor somewhere out there. It's just kind of like, let's conjecture which games. Most of them have been on for about a year now, and they're like, yeah, these ones could go. So just so, just so that... I can't see Tunic leaving soon. Yeah, or I don't know. I don't... I, I'm not sure. The... Uh, that's, that's interesting. I yeah. keep, I'm going to keep that list uh, pinned because that's... Uh, I'd like to see which ones out of those are going to go. Like Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy. I wouldn't be sad to see that disappear in Shredders. No, that didn't do crap. very well at all. I couldn't disappear. Shredders, the, like then I know, the TMNT game or the, the snowboard game? The snowboard game. Oh, yeah. no, yeah. You 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 were so hyped for that. I felt so bad for you. You were so hyped and so <laughs> yeah. deflated. Man, that was, that was a bummer. But like Undertale's been on there for a century. So... Yeah, and I know for a fact Jay would be upset if that disappears because she plays that quite often. I think really? Actually, she's maybe been on a third or f- yeah, third or fourth playthrough. So. 
my uh, my Undertale story is I didn't realize that the idea was not to kill everybody, and I killed everybody, and I got the bad ending, and I didn't realize there was like multiple <laughs> endings, and I didn't feel like going back and getting the good ending. So that that's the one time I played it's Undertale. A, it's a hard murdered. Everybody. It's a hard game to go through, past like pacifist style as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not hard if you want to murder everybody though. Just so you know, um, you can do that <laughs> quite easily. So but the easy ending sucks. Just so you know, the ending absolutely sucks. So, so there you go. Uh, and for games with gold, we have now had the March ones confirmed, and they're nothing like what the rumors were, which I was really excited for. I was, you know, a bit of Dead Rising would have been really nice, but that is not the look. We have Sudden Strike 4, the complete edition, which is coming 1st of March through to the 31st of March. Uh, that is your top down action. What, what's it you called it now? No, it's uh, a real time strategy. It's, yeah, it's a real time strategy game. Yeah, RTS, real-time strategy, uh, based on what looks to be like World War II. So you've got yeah. tanks, foot soldiers, planes, and stuff like that. Uh, and then we've got Truberbrook, which is an narrative-style game that's coming 1st of March through to the 31st as well. Uh, this game looks really, really nice. Um, we... You know, I lost the webpage for it. Um, we had a quick look at the videos before we started, and it looks very, very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's based in a parallel universe in 1960s era sci-fi mystery. Um, where you this is another World War II. Um, hmm. I went somewhere I wasn't supposed to. I was reading reading the wrong thing then. Um, so yeah, it's enjoying an adventurous vacation to a 1960s parallel universe, a sci-fi mystery adventure game with handmade scenery. Um, so, and it goes on to say, imagine yourself on a vacation to Europe in the late 60s. Now picture yourself as a young American scientist, Hans Tannhauser. Yes, that's your name in this scenario. Um, it's The artwork to this is really, really nice. Um possible that if this is on the cloud that it's going to be one that I play on the move. Um, oh, there you go. So yeah. And then the last one, which is Lamentum, which is March 16th through to April 15th. This is... looks like an old-school Diablo game. Top-down, bit pixelated. But it also looks like it's a retro-looking Resident Evil-style game. Um, and you linked another game to it earlier of... Yeah, it kind of has a vibe of like, I, I don't know if many people are going to understand this, but Maniac Mansion is a game I played a long time ago. Um, it's a NES game, actually. Um, and I don't know, it just has the way you're like, ser- you're in this mansion, you're searching out different things, you got to find out puzzles, you're grabbing random stuff, you got command lines. It just kind of has that that vibe. It's kind of like a Resident Evil meets that kind of thing to me, but I don't know. So yeah, it's like, like you say, it's a hack and slash Shoot 'em up style Resident Evil horror looking retro looking puzzle solving game where there's a small amount of crafting involved, which is a lot of different genres in one game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks like it could work, so that's one I'm definitely going to claim and uh, maybe try. For sure. All right, and that is. Oh wait, are we done with that? Or are we? Yeah, yeah, that's everything. All right. And that mm-hmm. is our top stories in our Game Pass headlines. Moving on to the Xbox Spotlight. Uh, 
I I'm very quickly going to take this because okay. we've Go had a question it. come up in the chat. Um, so I haven't played any more Atomic Heart since the last episode. Um, I did beat on it a little bit. I know that Justin, Mr. Ninja Lunchbox, is very much enjoying this game. Um, but I can't bring myself to go back into it. Um, I think I left the game at a point where I'd done quite a bit of hard work and something had happened. Oh, I dropped through the graphics, the game loaded oh, back man. up, the, the 35 minutes of hard work that I'd done, which took a long time to, to get through, was a bit of a platforming section where I fell a few times. Um, I kind of just put the game down and was like, nope, I'm going to go back to it. It's just still... It's got all the looks and graphics of Bioshock, but has none of the feel for me. There's no flowiness to it. Like Bioshock, there was a really nice rhythm to the game. It flowed. It played really well. This seems really wooden. They've tried to put a little bit of platforming in with the first person. So, yeah. Did you? And yes, I did get sexually assaulted by the vending machine. Um, that's probably the funniest part of the game. Wow. <laughs> All right, there you go. Well, congrat. Never mind. No, no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave that alone. I'm gonna leave that alone. What else have you been playing, Sean? <laughs> um, absolutely nothing Xbox related, unfortunately. Um, I played like a half an hour of Call of Duty this afternoon. Um, just between the, the, the between dinner and the, getting the kids ready for bed. They, like, they were off doing their thing upstairs in the bed, out of the way in the bedroom. So I, I thought, I'll fire the Xbox up for a little bit before I have to uh, get people fed suppers and put to bed. So, um, But yeah, the only other thing I've been playing is Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap on the Game Boy Advance emulator on the Switch, which I have now completed. I can add that to a list of my Legend of Zelda games I have finished. Nice. Which leaves me with Skyward Sword, um, Twilight Princess because I never finished that, and the one where there's four little links. I can't remember uh, four name swords. Is that four swords? Four swords. Yeah, yeah. Never played that one. So, mm-hmm. but there, that's it. Once I finished those three, I have finished every Legend of Zelda game. Got so. nice. Good for you. Congratulations. I want to try Minish Cap as well. Haven't got to it, obviously. Um, I'm trying to figure out. Like, my son's to an age now where he can start doing the Legend of Zelda thing. I'm trying to figure out which one, like, I'm not trying to figure out what I want him to do, where I want him to go in. He's played a little bit of Link's Awakening on his own. He asked to play it, and I was like, yeah, sure, it's fine with me. Um, so he has he has touched that a little bit, but yeah, I'm trying to figure out where I want him to jump in. So, I don't know. Um, um, oh, it's difficult, you see. I started with Link to the Past, and then went from Link to the Past, skipped to the N64, so went to Ocarina of Time. So I, I had like an amazing top-down SNES version, jumped straight to an amazing N64 version, open world, first time 3D, because that was kind of like how my gaming lifestyle went as a kid. Um, then played Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, skipped... Um, you skipped Twilight, Twilight Princess, Prin- yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. that was Wii Wii U era. Um, and then the next Zelda game I played was Breath of the Wild because 
it was like that was the next one progressively that came out. So, mm-hmm. um, but since then I have gone back and I've done like Link's Awakening, um, the one where you can flip between the two worlds. Can't remember the name of that one. Um, and then done the original ones that were on the NES. Gone back and done those ones as well. So, yeah, so slowly not, working my way through. I'm not entirely certain uh, where I'll go. Actually, I was thinking I'll make that a question to the dads too. Where Where is the best place to start for uh, Zelda wise for for somebody who is d- very adept with video games? Like Noah could pretty much handle whatever. Um. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. I just said, I just said, Ocarina of Time, just to get him in the mindset of the 3D aspect of Zelda, because yeah. a lot of that transpires into the Breath of the Wild, which then had transpired into Skyward Sword and Tears of the Kingdom. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a training ground. If you can master the master, if you can master the targeting and the battle aspects of Ocarina of Time, um, Breath of the Wild and stuff like that will just be a progressive step up in like speed wise. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good idea. So, anyways, um, so but I want to get him involved with that because I know uh, I'm probably going to be playing Tears of the Kingdom with him, and uh, so uh, we'll go from there. Uh, for for is that all for you? Before I move, him? yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, I'm sat here. I, I need to finish <clears throat> Skyward Sword, so I'm going to have a look on the eShop and see if that's on sale because I need to buy that again. Yeah, I need to finish Skyward Sword, as I said. I think as I, as I say every week, I think. <laughs> um, still trudging through Mario Rabbids, now in World 5. So we made it through 3, through 4 this week. Now we're in 5. Um, uh, so looking to kind of just get to the end and probably not going to clean that game up. We're just going to move move on to the next thing, because as I've said, there are other games to play. Um more Hogwarts Legacy. That's pretty much all I'm playing on the Xbox. If I have time on the Xbox, it's Hogwarts Legacy. I absolutely adore that game. It is my Legend of Zelda game at the moment. That game, as I said earlier in the podcast, where you can just explore, play around, have a shit ton of fun, and do absolutely nothing all at the same time, and wonder what happened to the last two hours. Um, and that's kind of where it's kind of where I'm at. I. I lost my ever-loving mind on Friday. I played for like three hours. I unlocked the room of requirement, which is like crafting and designing. And then I also unlocked the broom, which is flying. And I was like, damn, I didn't think this game could get any better. And look what just happened. And I mean, I just, yeah, I, the, they do, the broom is so great. Like it's so, feels so good to fly in that game. Um, I, I was hoping it would, cause I was like, that's the only thing that could like kill my enjoyment of this game is if flying sucks, but nope, nope, it definitely doesn't. It, it's so amazing to me how sometimes a video game comes out and it just lands like just right. Like, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how it works, how sometimes they just seem to get all the decisions just right, you know? And that game has the Hogwarts legacy has definitely done that for me. So, yeah, I can, re- I can remember when you when you unlock the broom and the, the crafting section of it, because for the people uh, who are watching this video, you sent me, you sent me the gif of, um, of Sully for Monsters Inc. when he loses his mind. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And now like, 
And then you wait quiet for a long period of time. And I had to make the joke of, I'm just starting work. Do you want me to message you when I'm leaving at seven o'clock in the morning? So you know to go to bed. And, so. and listen, it totally, that it, it, I was, re, I was still recovering like all weekend. I, and you can still hear it in my voice. I'm like on the back end, I feel great. But if I wouldn't have been recovering from whatever, whatever I had, which was never was COVID, but whatever it was hit me pretty hard. Um, then yeah, I would have, I would have been playing for sure, like late at night all weekend long. <laughs> but um, yeah, that that's for sure. Um, yeah, and that's that's the only two things I've been. That's all I got. That's all I've been playing. I'm I'm honestly just waiting. Um, as much as it's been really nice to have Lindsay at home, um, <laughs> it's it's de- it's definitely hampered my uh, my ability to play games through the day. So because I'm I'm like wanting to spend time with her, we're going places, mm-hmm. we're going for walks and stuff, trying to. Yeah, kind of rehabbed as well as I'm doing all the school runs and bits and pieces like that. So, oh, dude, but, I totally, yeah, I totally understand that when when summer comes, I totally get it. Like my wife's off and it's great, and we hang out late at night and watch stuff, and it's fantastic. But you're like, yep, <laughs> the game time just like it's halved, if not more than, if not more. So I, I, I feel well, you. Usually, usually, my my daily routine is I get out with everybody. Everybody goes to school. I go to the gym. Do like an hour and a half in the gym, come home and then chill, play some games, eat some lunch, play some more games and then go and put the kids up. Unless like there's stuff that he's doing around the house. Then like, that's generally my days off I spend playing games because that's what I enjoy doing. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I do know, I think March 9th, I think Lindsay's going away for the evening. She's off to go and watch Lizzo. Um, she's taking Jay with us on March 9th. I'm super excited because, like, I've got Logan and Emily with me. I'm going to get them to bed. So, like, by 8 o'clock, the kids will be in bed. I know Lindsay won't be home until, like, on midnight. So, from 8 p.m. till when I fall asleep is going to be dedicated to playing Hogwarts Legacy. I'm going to absolutely nail the crap out of the game that night. So Nice. Nice, nice. Um... So we don't we don't really have a party chat, but I can talk about a question that uh, that came up that uh, that Tim had here. He said he said, "Are you guys going to talk about weights and measurements since it's a celebration? Since it's a celebration week of weights and measurement and measures." Um, so I don't deal in weights and measures much, but ironically, today was the day in my job that that solely focuses on measurements, and it and it matters, Sean. <laughs> Oh, so much. <laughs> like, like, oh, when, when you were organizing houses being built, I can imagine that yeah. the, the measures definitely interested. Yeah. Yeah. This is, but this is the time where it matters more than any, because now if you get it wrong, you're done for. So, so we are literally uh, plotting two homes. And so I was out there with the contractor and we have, we have, we have setbacks of 30 feet on both sides. And uh, the house is 40, 39 feet. And uh, the lot fits in by by a foot, by a foot. So if if we get the measurements wrong by by more than six inches, give or take, on either side, front or back of that house, and it and it shifts one way or the other, then 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 we have a lot of problems, and we have to do variances, and we have to plead and beg that we don't have to do that we don't have to like totally redo everything. 
So, and you don't know that until the excavation comes in and is done. You'll do another measurement, but even then you don't really know until the foundation walls are poured. And that's when you know. That's when you remeasure and you get the uh, and and you get the uh, the building inspector out there and he does his final measure and he gives you the thumbs up that it's measured correctly. I absolutely, absolutely hate when we are cut to a foot or anything or anything like that. I, I won't go less than a foot because I, I want at least a foot of variance to be able to get it right. But uh, but yeah, so we 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 measured plotted out two homes and uh how to get it right to a foot and we like i said we we won't really know if it's solid for probably a couple months until the foundation walls are poured but we are we we have obviously double triple quadruple measured um so we are fairly certain that we are spot on so this is the the biggest measurement like you can cut a board wrong who cares you know i mean that's that's not fun but it's like five bucks right um down the drain uh but but this is this is multiple thousands of dollars down the drain if you get this wrong. So, you see, <clears throat> my history of weights and measures is I have a background in control and instrumentation engineering. Um, it was what I studied for four years at college. Um, all my practical qualifications um, are all surrounded by that. Um, I'm quite an overeducated tank dipper now because I, I came away from the tools in 2012. Um, but yeah, I used to calibrate equipment uh, that could measure things in mercury, um, in millimeters water gauge, like from millibar to hundreds of bars and PSI. So when it comes to weights and measures, I am... I. I don't know. I, I quite like that aspect of stuff. Um, I used to really enjoy the calibrating the pressure gauges and stuff like that in the workshop, having to you know, constantly pump it up, get it right, and make sure everything worked properly. And then if it didn't, I had to go into the back of the gauge and adjust all the rack and the pinion and everything, make sure everything worked like that. So that's my history of, of weights and measures. So. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, they're cool until you get it wrong, and then they're and then they're not cool. So I've never <laughs> yeah. we've never messed up a plot plan. So hopefully we don't do that this time around either. But but it is it is the freakiest time when you're when you're cut to a foot and you got to get it right by a foot. So, so but so so with this so this with this week being is is this a, like a a US thing or is this just a national like appreciation of i have no freaking idea i i went on discord and i was like what the f is going on in discord that they got i thought we had a new podcast i was like sheet skinny matt started a weights and measurements podcast fantastic i'll be listening to this see, if, <laughs> see if, if skinny matt's doing it then like the only thing i can think of him doing weights and measures is the fact that that guy does some really nice beer um reviews and so i'd be down to listen to him drink beers and talk about it for <laughs> like an hour that really just... he just sits there with like an awesome beard he's just like talking about random weights and measures and then every once in a while he like he like throws in a tidbit about his beer or whatever that he's drinking or whatever whatever beverage he's got i think it'd be, I think it'd be hilarious um yeah no, i've got, I him, legit I've, I've got him as a I've, I've got him as a friend on facebook and that's legit like the stuff he posts um about the beers and stuff like that, I really like. It's like to the point where I'm googling how can I get these imported from America and stuff. So. Nice, nice. I, but I but I don't drink at the moment, so I, I like to yeah. Today marks two two days of, of being of not drinking. Two days, two months. 
if not drinking. So. <laughs> well, I mean, two days is fine too. I'm not, I'm not, you know, if that, if that, if that's where you're at, you're like, I have gone two days, then great. Good for you. You know, that's it. But that was, was fun. I was like two days. Really, Sean? Okay. All right. Uh, well, after having COVID last year and then continually feeling like crap afterwards, like I got to Christmas and I was like, I am done with feeling like absolute trash. So like mainlands, you're like, let's, let's just keep drinking for a while and see what, how that is. And then, um, I can't honestly say that I haven't felt the full benefit and still waking up on a morning and feel like I have been drinking a lot, but that's down to my thyroid being a dick and decided it doesn't want to work anymore. So yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't been able to feel the full benefits of a clean and healthy living, but it's coming. It's a little bit surely. I got you, man. Um, yeah, well, I, I, think that, uh, I think that's our party chat. Tim's question. Thanks, Tim, for the question. <laughs> Uh, we appreciate that. Um, and, and if if all you guys are wondering what this is, where it's come from, uh, Dim Ho Dim Tim hosts a a section in the Discord called the Dinner Table. It happens, I think, is every last Friday. I believe it's every third Friday, Friday of the month at like ten o'clock. Every at third night Friday, or something like that. I don't know. I'm yeah. asleep. I wake um, up to go pee at one o'clock in the morning and I'm like, oh, jeez, wow, look at, there's still 10 of them on. And I'm like, well, I'm going to pee and I'm going back to bed, guys. Have a nice time. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's every third Friday, Tim hosts the dinner table. Um, that the, tends to be a kind of a fixed genre that he'll talk about. I think he's done one for Marvel, stuff like that. This one was all to do with weights and measures. Um, it's great. Everybody gets together. You, you don't like have to be a host of any kind of show or anything like that. It's open to the whole Discord community. Um, it's another perk of being in their Discord community, which is fantastic. Um, he also does the breakfast table every now and then, which is also quite interesting. I've tried to join in on that, but obviously the whole time space continuum, which is me being in the UK and you guys being over in the US can, can kind of boggle things sometimes. But yeah, it's another perk of why you should join in on the Discord. So, for sure, man. So, and the breakfast table is done every second Wednesday. Look at that! It's like it's like Tim should be here. Right, yeah, he really should. We should invite Tim back on. That's what we should do for sure. Hundred percent. It's yeah. been a long time since he was like a staple there for a while. Like last June around the showcase time, he came on like three. I think it was like three podcasts in a row. Um, so yeah, we should totally. I think Bruce is. I think one of the viewer rewards for, for watching so much um, is if you get 10,000 channel points, you can claim it and come on the show. And I think Bruce is at like three and a half thousand. So he's slowly trying to uh, <laughs> trying to do that as well. So. Nice. Well, I think that's a show, man. Coolio. I shall roll us out. Um, if you want to talk to us or get in touch, you can do via our social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube, all at, at Game Pass News. Uh, if you want to send us an email, ask some questions, get your Achievement Hunter scars in um, before the next episode, you can do so by emailing us at gamepassnewscast at gmail.com. If you're listening to us via a podcast app, please leave a review. The stars all helps us get through the algorithm and gets noticed more. If you want to join in that awesome Discord that I've just talked about, you can subscribe to our Twitch channel uh, and we will get you access via Mr. Timothy Olf. Uh, into the Discord. If you want to buy any awesome merchandise, which I have done, I have ordered my active t-shirt that should be coming soon, you can do so by going over to redbubble.com and ordering from there. Look for the shop. It's at Game Pass News. Thank you very much again for Tim being in the chat, Horror Clay, Ninja Lunchbox, and Bruce, and Hambo and Johnny with the Biscuit Lord Lunges. And until next time, guys, we shall see you later.
See you later, guys. Well, Cuphead and his pal Mugman, they like to roll the dice. By chance they came on Devil's Game, and gosh, they paid the price. Paid the price. And now they're fighting for their lives on a mission fraught with dread. And if they proceed but don't succeed, well, the devil will take their pants. Thank you for listening to the Game Pass News.